Hey guys, this is Denise and welcome back to Adventures of Single Momdom, where we believe that Wu-Tang has been and always will be for the children. Uh, this is episode two and thank you to everyone who tuned in last week. Um, for my very first episode, I was extremely nervous. It took like an act of courage um, to even get out here and do this this thing where I expose myself to everybody. Um, but I had fun with it and it was, you know, something to get me out of my comfort zone. So I really appreciate all the positive uh, messages on social media um, and the feedback and stuff. So hopefully you guys um, will continue to, you know, help me do this because it's kind of cool, I think. You know, my son actually, Michael, was like, I'm on episode 50 because he talks like, um, he's talked like Tone Loke since he was two years old. So, and you'll see, like, he's always been like, mommy, like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yes, yes, overlord. Um, anyway, so he was like, mommy, I'm on like episode 50 of my podcast and like, like no views and like you get on and you have like all these views and then like are your TikToks and stuff. And I'm like, cause I woke up to be great, Michael. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, um. But no, it's, it's, <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, and to think that your 16 year old thinks you're pretty cool, uh, was kind of neat too. So, um, but boy, it's been a week. It's been a week. It's been a week. Um, you know, last week was a little emotional. Um, and it really took, uh, kind of kicked me in the butt to get inside mentally and, and do the things that the, the shadow work, the cleanup that I needed to do just to get in the right space, just to move forward and continue living unbothered. Um, it was a full moon, right? And work was crazy. Um, and my son, Michael, uh, tore his fascia, plantar fascia, um, on Thursday, um, at band camp. So we had to go take care of him um, and do that. So now he's got a lovely little boot on and he has to kind of stay off um, that for the next couple weeks, which is kind of interesting because he plays um, tuba in the marching band. So I don't know how they're going to do that um, with him practicing and stuff, but we'll figure it out. Unfortunately, because he hurt his foot um, and he's super tall and five, four, he's about six feet and I have a little car. There, I was supposed to go to Florida this weekend for my sister's bridal shower, um, but I couldn't kind of fit him in the car in a way where he was like elevated and not in pain. So um, I'm really sad that I had to miss that. Um, my little sister is actually getting married in October and um, to a very wonderful, awesome man. Um, and they have two wonderful children and I'm very, 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 very excited. She's my little sister and we've been planning this wedding um, for, I don't know, maybe a year or so. I, no, I don't even think it's been that long. I don't even remember. Maybe since January. And I'm the maid of honor, which, you know, might as well just call me the maid of dishonor because like, although I work in a catering area and, and stuff for a hotel and I plan weddings, um, this is not my forte. I'm not very strong when it comes to actually being in weddings, you know? Um, so, uh, you know, but I'm very excited. She's got a beautiful dress and, and, and all these wonderful things. And I know it's going to be beautiful. Um, my sister and I are close, you know, we talk a lot during the week. Um, 
and uh, she's just been amazing. She's the opposite of what a bridezilla is. So, you know, totally cool. We are very, very um, different type of women. She's very like low key, laid back, chill, you know, very like bohemian. And, you know, I walk in like, bam, who's got the tequila shots? Let's do this, you know? And, uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, I was told to tone it down for the wedding, you know, to let my sister, um, have her moment. Um, because apparently I was the topic of gossip a couple of times, you know, they always say anytime Denise shows up, you know, she takes over birthday parties, takes over things. And I'm like, I mean, I can't help it, but like where I go, fun follows. Like, are you really going to punish me for that? It's like literally a gift from God. If I don't do it, wouldn't that be just disobedient? But there was also a couple of other set of rules that were given to me for this wedding. Um, like I'm the problem and my family's really awesome. You have to picture that it's going to be, um, kind of like my big fat Greek wedding, but Puerto Rican. So it's going to be amazing if it's anything like my brother's wedding was. Um, but the concern here is that my little sister, um, so it's my, me, I'm 40, I'm going to be 42. My brother's in the middle and then my sister. And they're both, well, he's married and she is about to be married and I have never been married. So when my sister got engaged, my father, yes, made a comment like, oh, I got one more in Atlanta. Like if somebody was to take her and I'm like, what am I like a cow on something? And, um, you know, so it became a concern and people were like, how are you feeling? I'm like, about what? And they're like, your sister's getting engaged. Like, I was like, no, fucking awesome like no no but how are you I'm like about what and they're like you know like how do you feel not being married I'm like I feel like I got a shit ton of money and nobody eats my snacks like I don't understand what the problem is so it's kind of like you know I became the source of gossip where people were gonna were watching me to see what my reaction was they were watching my social media and they were like she didn't like her pictures fast enough and I'm like because I was on the phone with her you know uh, celebrating her and living in real time. Um, but you know, and so they've been watching and there's been discussions and things and, and, and on how I'll act or how I'll feel because I'm not married. And it's as if that was an indicator of success. You know, we really have to do better guys. Like we should throw giant events and no offense, Nana, this is not, you're awesome. But we should really like throw giant parties like this. Like when women graduate from college or buy their first house or, you know, things like that. Not like, Ooh, I caught him here. Yay. You're mine, sucker. You know? Um, but one of the interesting things that um, happened at the last wedding, which was my brother's wedding, which was about six years ago, I think. And um, we had gone to the wedding. And of course, I was single. You know, I had my son there. And, and um, uh, very early on, you know, I decided to hang out at the bar and get drunk. And I got drunk with a future... Um, a brother-in-law and we were sitting back there just doing shots and doing shots and doing shots and doing shots and i'm having like the time of my life i'd go out to the dance floor and i'm like dun, 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 you know like living my best life and i go back out to do shots and um all of a sudden i hear that there is a bouquet toss right <laughs> so i'm like 
well, I, I, I guess I'm, I'm told I'm really, 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 really drunk at this point. So apparently, allegedly, okay, because no one has it on camera, but allegedly they went to throw the bouquet into the um, audience, right? Or whatever you call it, the group. My sister was set to catch it. And I came out of left field like a linebacker and like <laughs> took her out, grabbed the bouquet, slam it. It's mine. Um, it's very Sparta of me. Uh, the family, of course, was scandalized. And I was like, what? I mean, I thought, <laughs> I don't know. bouquet tossing apparently is not supposed to be a contact sport. Nobody told me. I mean, I was drunk. So it became a whole thing where they were like, okay, we're not going to do this. Well, as my sister was going through the things that we were going to do for her wedding, we realized that, you know, there's a bouquet toss. And as she was going through her guest list, she also saw that, oh, you're the only single one at this wedding. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, no, you're like the only single one because her wedding's not very big. And she's like, everybody's married or everyone's got a, a relationship. Um, and I was like, oh, God, oh, God, please. Please don't make me do this bouquet toss, right? <laughs> and then my mom goes, well, no, there's another person that's single. And I was like, okay. And then I start and think, and she's like, you know, your grandma. And I was like, mother. And then I stopped and thought about it. And I thought, you tell grandma she's got about seven months to train them. Because I'm getting that bouquet. But, um... So, you know, anyway, she pulled it out because she's an awesome sister. And, um, you know, who knows? And, you know, I didn't get to make it to the shower yesterday. And, of course, people are like, why isn't she here? And what's happening? And I'm like, because I have a kid and I live in Atlanta and they're in Florida. You know, so it was just a little hiccup in the road. Um, but there's always just such gossip, especially with being single, you know. Um, it's like all this pressure, you know. Um to, to be married or to be picked or to be chosen. And people just really can't understand that sometimes you want to be like doing your own thing. And that's pretty much what I've been doing. Like I literally, I wake up, I do what I want. I go what I want. I eat what I want. I don't have to share anything. My house is always clean. Oh, this is Inigo Montoya. And, um, you know, my house is always clean. I know what's going on. No one tells me what to do. If, if someone's shoes on the floor, it's probably mine or Michael's. And I pick it up. And so, you know, but even this, this is right. So this is an ego, right? Say hi, buddy. Hello. He's wearing his bow tie. So that's an ego. And he's got a brother named Fezzik. And, you know, I had a cat named Goonie. And she was a little black cat. And she died in October. Um, and then not a few months later, you know, I was very sad and devastated. And I went and got these two little babies from the shelter. Um, and everyone's like, Oh my God, you know, cat lady, cat lady, cat lady. And I was like, why the fuck are you guys keep calling me a cat lady? Like what's wrong with being a cat lady? And then first of all, why do I have to be a cat lady? Why can't I just be like something cool? Like a witch, you know, why, why are you guys looking like, Oh, she's sitting here setting up her life to die alone. And I'm over here like, Oh, I got, my cats and I'm about to order a cauldron off Amazon and shit's about to go down. Like I'm going to be the crazy lady on the hill. I'm going to go train some ravens and shit, but no, it's got to be like, Oh, she's a crazy cat lady. Like I'm kissing my animals on the mouth or some shit. Cause that's gross. You know, that's not happening. Right. I just like these buds. They're cute. They're fun. 
but I'm not like, you know, about that life, you know, and until something better comes along to occupy my space and compete with my peace, because that's what you're competing with. I have such a sense of peace. I live in such a state of unbothered that if you disturb that, I don't even, I don't even play, not even for one second. You don't bring me joy. If what you're doing does not bring me joy, I'm not wasting time on it. I'm not, I'm just not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not even going to try. And, um, I was having a conversation last night with a friend and we were talking about online dating, whether I had tried it. And I'm like, of course I tried it. I tried, you know, plenty of fish and Tinder and match and, um, Facebook dating. And, you know, let me circle back to Facebook dating real quick. So Facebook dating, if you haven't seen it, what they do for my understanding is they take your friends and friends of friends or something, and they kind of like mesh them together. And then they're like, oh, you know, this one's dating, or you might be a, a, a good match or something in there. And I like went through there and realized my friends know garbage people. You guys really need to get your shit together. Like, this is what's left? This is what's left? You know, it's, it's like, the fuck? But anyway. Online dating is very interesting though, you know, especially being in your forties, you know, you're like, what do I put out there? You know, do I put like the desperate, like, you know, duck face picture, you know, do I put the, you know, I, you don't know what persona to put out there. Cause you kind of don't want, like, you, know, you definitely don't want to creep, but I'll tell you what, doesn't matter what you put out there. You're still going to get the dick pics. Um, and don't do that. If I get one more, I'm going to tell your mom, like, I'm going to find you. I'm going to find your mom. I'm going to find your grandma. And then I'm going to send them pictures of your dick. Okay. And then you can just take that up with God, Jesus, Oprah, and the devil. Cause it's just not right. No one wants to see that. No, I have to tell my son, don't do that. I, I better not. I better not ever hear that your penis is out on the freaking interwebs or internets or whatever it is you're calling it. I was like, cause that's just, no, we don't, what we don't do is send our dicks to random women. Nobody's asking for that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. But anyway, back to online dating. So what I was noticing was when I was like on Tinder and stuff like that or whatever, you know, people are like, swipe, 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 swipe. And um, I started to get a little insecure and I'm not an insecure person. I really am not. You know, I'm comfortable with my space. I'm comfortable with my size. I don't apologize for who I am. You either love it or you don't, you know, move on, you know. But online dating makes me feel a little insecure just because you're like on this platform and you're being picked apart. It's kind of like, you're like all these pictures, all these beautiful, beautiful women, and they got their ages and all this other stuff. And you're like selling yourself like your cars, right? Except they have all these beautiful, shiny cars on the front. Those are the 20 year olds. Those are the, <laughs> those are the 20 year olds and the younger 30 year olds with like the tight bodies and stuff who haven't been through the battle of life, you know? Um, and so they're like on the front row. They're like when you like drive into like a car, um, dealership, they're like your shiny Teslas, you know, your Mercedes, your BMWs, you know, and you're like, okay, okay, this is a great place, you know, but then you're like, ah, oh, you know, the men, of course, men are like, ah, oh, yeah, maybe I can't, maybe I can't afford a Tesla and a BMW, so I'm like, just go back a little bit more, and then you're at your mid-30s, right, and those are like, you know, your, your Hondas, and, and you're like, uh, I don't know, Ford something, whatever the car is over there, right, and those are a little, well, got a little mileage on them, right? But, you know, still good cars, right? Some have seen some things. Others are damn near, you know, brand new, right? So they're like, cool, cool. 
on the way in the back, what you got are like the El Caminos, right? <laughs> Those are us. Those are the 40-year-olds. We're the El Caminos. We're the Chevy Impalas. We're the, um, you know, you're like Southern Cadillacs, right? The old, the old cars, right? Reliable and sturdy, right? Nobody's looking at them, right? Because, you know, they want the flashy things in the back. Not realizing if these cars have been driving since 1979 and they're still around, honey, we'll get you through anything. But no, they want the Tesla where the battery dries out and you got to plug it back in and do all kinds of work and everything else like that. So often we get overlooked. And after a while, it kind of gets, you know, gets on you. It's kind of like trying to sell Denton Bent groceries to somebody um, <laughs> uh, for 20 cents, you know, when they're like, I could just, you know, actually buy something that might not have potential botulism um, and botulism representing um, all kinds of crazy baggage. Though these days, the youngins, bless their heart. So, um, but it's interesting, you know, it, it's interesting that the messages and stuff that you get from people, you know, it's always like the lame, like, hey, beautiful. And you're just like, yeah, yeah. Well, and they're like, what you doing tonight? You want to come over? I'm like, first of all, I'm in bed. It's like 10. I'm tired. I have to get up at six and be right. The hell I'm getting out of bed for this shit, you know? And then they'll send you like vulgar things like that. I go back to like dick pics and stuff. And, and I'm telling you, I just want to be like, dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. <clears throat> So I get off of, uh, I got off of online dating. I figure, you know, if the good Lord and whoever else wants me to have somebody, they'll find me, um, at the grocery store. Um, well, not really because I just drive up and get my groceries, um, put in the trunk now because I hate people, you know, after work, um, or somewhere, I mean, shit, it'll happen, right? It'll happen. So, um, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I figure I'm just going to sit here and I will, uh, kind of like work it out and, you know, he, and I was asking, my friend was asking me, he's like, you know, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I know right now I'm not really worried about it. I know that I am looking forward to going to my sister's wedding, um, to squeezing into that bridesmaid's dress, to doing my duties, to celebrating her and cheering her on and having fun and celebrating any of my friends, um, who, you know, are having wonderful moments in their lives because they have shown up for me. You know, my friends are amazing and all these women have lifted me up um, and celebrated me when I needed it. So there is no jealousy, you know, and I kind of wish that people would stop pinning that on women. But um, I just figure, you know, the plan, the plan is just going to be, um, you know, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to make some money moves, you know, and I'm going to eat a lot of cheese. And, um, I'm really grateful for this charcuterie movement, right? Because now it's like, I don't feel like a bad mom when I'm like, here's some crackers and cheese and some like meats, right? And, uh, eat that with some fruit and it's just kind of like, ta-da, you know, but now it's like, oh, we're fancy. Let's put this on a board and it's literally like adult Lunchables, right? So that makes me really happy and stuff. So yeah, so I'm going to make money moves. I'm going to sit here and be awesome. I'm going to eat charcuterie boards. I'm going to drink tequila or some version of it 
and I'm going to wake up on the right side of awesome every forking day. And um, I hope you guys keep hanging with me. You know, this is going to be interesting. But thanks again. Um, I hope to see you guys next week. And uh, again, something yada yada, like, subscribe, whatever. Let me know what you think. And if you have any ideas, I would love to hear them. But um, until next time, see you later, guys.